righty, the usual plug on this one. Uh, just uh, yeah, reminding everyone to check out our Sportscasmic Instagram, Facebook, and at is Sportscasmic on Twitter. Give us a follow, like, subscribe, whatever the uh, correct verbiage is for all his things. Um, and uh, yeah, our website as well, sportscasmic.com. Uh, and uh, yeah, just um, yeah, give us some love. Shay's got three points clear as well, which is um, his um, soccer soccer blog. Um, covering a bit of he's been doing a bit of MLS as well as um, some local local footy stuff there as well. So give him some love there. And uh, yeah, it's a soccer pod on this one. So there is a little bit of an interruption in the middle where uh, FaceTime just decided to fail on us, and then um, so you hear me cut in there like you hear just an awkward ending and then i'll cut in for a second <laughs> and then it'll go back to go back to us once we figured that figured out the technology that was failing us at the time but yeah apart from that good pod so yeah let's go <laughs> Sportscasmic Soccer Pod back for another week. Shay on the line. It's me, Dave, usual host, introducing myself like a good host. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> trying to get used to it. It's been three or four weeks. Still feels weird. I don't just. I just feel weird talking about myself. Like, like saying, yeah. Hi, I'm Dave. And Andrea hates yeah. it because she doesn't like me referring to myself as Dave, but it works for the pod. So. Dave. Yeah, she's David. like, your name's David. It's your mother gave you na- that name. I hate the name Dave, and I'm like, well, it's just. Uh, for some reason, it just like <laughs> when I'm writing Shay and Dave in the pod stuff, or Sh- Dave and Vince, or Shay and Vince, it mm. just the single syllable thing seems to work for how we do the pod. So it's just it's just how it's it's just how it's rolled and it's developed, and that's where we're at. So yeah, fair enough, Dave. It <laughs> is weird. It's, Cheers, Shay. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Shay. Uh, so we're talking footy. Um, the first first thing off the rack today. Um, MLS playoffs are set now. We've got it with Timbers. Uh, they scraped themselves in after flirting with getting uh, flirting with falling out of the picture for the last month and a half. It seemed like when they could have just solidified. Really, the just the whole season. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I forget where we were at the start of the season when we had like what one point out of what three or four games and just looked like we were going to have a horrible season. Then we got ourselves really well into a good position and then kind of. Kind of just scraped our way through the last month and a half. So, weird year, but in the playoffs. Uh, so, I guess we'll just start in the West, being that we're talking Timbers first. Uh, as you mentioned on the pod, they've avoided LAFC for as long as possible in the way the, the yeah. playoff match has been set up. So, uh, both LA teams, actually. Um, so, that's a positive. But if they get through, and we're not, not that we're looking ahead of uh, Salt Lake, um, but... How are you feeling? I feel confident um, with the Timbers and just the way the bracket played out, kind of. I think the second round had a big chance to just be like exactly what the MLS wants with El Trafico um, in the top half of the bracket with Galaxy beating Minnesota United to play LAFC. I think that'd be a a bloodbath. Um, Just those teams don't like each other and 
just be fun to see Ibra go against LAFC after he talks so much trash against them. And then in the bottom half, if the Timbers can beat Real Salt Lake and Sounders take care of business, that's obviously the best rivalry in MLS. So that would be exactly what the MLS is looking for, I think. MLS is looking for it, so. Yeah, two regional rivals in the uh, in the conference semifinals is just just money, um, and that's just that is exactly what the you know MLS wants. It's you know you can say what you want about LA. The both LA teams being given some pretty pretty good treatment as far as the fact that they're just the market and they and they and the pool they have and the players they can get. Uh, but you know, it's certainly for fans of like if LA and LF uh, if. LA Galaxy get past Minnesota and uh, and are in that game. I'll, that's one I'll be watching if I have the chance. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the Timbers Sounders is a rivalry that everyone in the league enjoys watching. I think everyone that's a fan of the league enjoys watching, and certainly us as Timbers fans, uh, um, I, I get I get a lot of ap- ap- apprehensiveness and almost anxiety with any rivalry matches in any of the league, whether it be uh, you know Liverpool United, uh, um, Adelaide Port Adelaide in the AFL here. Um, I don't. I I have a love hate thing with them. I hate them. And yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't enjoy them. But what, if the result goes the right way, then I fucking love them. So that's a weird thing. But um, certainly exciting to have that prospect come up. Being that we've had some fun playoff battles with them in the past too. And it seems the Timbers typically come out ahead in that in that battle. I remember at least the last couple um, when they met in the playoffs. I feel like the Timbers have come out ahead. There was the one. Was that 2013 when Oregon lost to Stanford that night? But <laughs> <laughs> and it would be in you know just the second round of the playoffs, so it would be it wouldn't be devastating to lose that round, especially with how difficult this season has been. But I just think for if the Timbers make it there, uh, I can't imagine that they would have. I think it'd be a pretty even matchup. I guess I should say. I don't think just because Seattle has the two seed, I don't think that makes them the favorite by any means with how the teams have played this season. Um, there was that weird match at Providence where nobody talked, nobody sang or anything for the first 33 minutes. And it, it was just a weird atmosphere in the whole stadium. And that's when Seattle got a result against the Timbers. So other than that, I think the Timbers played them pretty hard this season. Yeah. And, and as we've mentioned at times before the, apart from LA FC, um, being far and away the best team in the in the conference, um, the rest of the the West was really a bloodbath from second down through to you know even eighth mm-hmm. eighth or ninth. Those teams that felt um, ended up falling away by a couple of points out of the picture. Um, but you know a month before that, you know if they had a run at the end of the season, they could have vaulted themselves right up to third or second, depending on how everything went because uh, it yep. was just it was that close. So yeah, you know six seed versus two seed in the in the second round of the in the finals isn't going to be. There isn't as much, you know, the, the people might look at that objective, like just from the outside and just go, oh, there's a massive difference, you know, two seed versus six seed, which in the NBA or, or uh, um, uh, I was going to say NHL, but that can, that, that's the one, that's, that's, yeah, that's the one that sport it. that just has, you know, eight seeds winning <laughs> Stanley Cups. Um, uh, Jeff Cron will like that if you ever listen to the pod. <laughs> LA Kings fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, particularly in the MLS this year, it, it really isn't a, isn't a, it's an indicator as to how your season has gone, but with how close it's been, you know, the Timbers could have easily been a two seed if they got their shit together in the last month and a half. Um, and they so, easily could have missed the playoffs. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're, they're certainly capable of um, 
of things going well there. There is there is obviously the um, unfortunate news that Brian Fernandez has entered into a voluntarily entered into a substance uh substance abuse program or just a program to help deal with whatever issues he's got that seems there's a bit murky as to what it exactly is still but um yeah uh, you know record signing that started off with a bang in the league but unfortunately hasn't hasn't kept it going due to probably some of these issues um whatever it be there's some mental health and and, and his historic substance abuse issues uh so yeah we're missing a player that at his best is just um, almost unplayable at times. Uh, so they have to deal with that, but they've kind of been dealing with it for the last few weeks. So it's not like they don't know what they're doing at this point without him. They know they probably, at least the team themselves and, and the coach and the and the, they've all known that they're probably not going to be without him for the rest of the playoffs. So we can't use that as an excuse. We can, at the end of the season, when we're looking back on the entire season, we can look back on it as a, um, depending on how everything goes, we can look back on it as a part of the season that really didn't go our way and, and made things harder. But at this current moment in time, we know, we've know we known for a little bit of time that this is going to be happening. The team's already been kind of playing without him for a while. Uh, so going into the playoffs, Fernandez is out. I still think we're a decent chance. Mm-hmm. And Abobasi just kind of needs to mature a little bit and grow yeah. into that, that spot that we all think that he can. Um I'm excited to see him in that role. Obviously, with Fernandez, it's something that's kind of plagued him his whole life, it seems, from mm. from reading into it a little bit. So I know we all, as Timbers fans, support that uh, him get, just getting better, and we'll see him next season. So, yeah, it's just another blow, though, to a season that just feels like <laughs> the Timbers can't catch a break, but they did make the playoffs, and maybe it's time for them to catch a few breaks. Uh, maybe the ball bounce their way. <laughs> yeah, some spirit of the double post again. That would be nice. I don't. Yeah, I don't think uh, Real Salt Lake is the most intimidating team we've played over these last few playoff runs. So I think a lot of us expect to expect a win there. Yeah, yeah, I certainly do. Uh, then whether that's you know we can't disrespect them, but in the sense that you know every every playoff game is a playoff game for a reason. It's not going to be easy, but. Uh, I certainly, if we play the football that um, got us got us into the position to be in the playoffs, because uh, we played some just the Timbers played some great football at times this season. That in that middle of the season run in particular, we were smashed smashed the Galaxy mm-hmm. and uh, and beat the yeah. LFC in the, in the Open Cup. Like you know, there's some really good results that showed whether the the sky is the limit for this team. It's just it's just the inconsistency that really plagued them. Mm-hmm. Um, look into the East. I, I, you know, obviously we we don't have as much of a marker on that, but you, you you're living over on the you got the East Coast, East Coast <laughs> yeah. vibe in your in your life now. I don't know how much you keep an eye on it over there, but uh, I um, I've tried to you know just read in. I haven't read too much, but just keep an eye on results a little bit. But um, I don't know. Is it NYCFCs to? I don't think. I don't know. They, they 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 finished comfortably on top there as well, kind of like LAFC did, but. From my vantage point, I don't see them as the same dominant force the LAFC are. Um, and so I feel like I think, that brings them to the field a little bit. Yeah, I think Atlanta, just with the home field advantage and, and NYCFC are on a collision course um, for the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, obviously, whoever NYCFC gets at, out of Toronto, um, DC won't go quietly. Those, you know, Those are teams that have some experience in the playoffs. Um, 
not DC United, not so much recently, but um, they've had a great season so far. And obviously Toronto has been had several runs recently, including mm-hmm. an MLS cup championship. But yeah, I do just see NYCFC um, facing off with Atlanta in the, in the Eastern conference finals, but Atlanta doesn't have any easy first round matchup easy either with new England who is kind of kind of season kind of reminiscent of the timbers and they just Mm -hmm. went to portland and got a result albeit it was a ridiculous match overall but you know it's a team that team that's hungry the fans are the fans out here are into it so (laughs) maybe they can be giant killers but i just see it as nyc versus atlanta and anything can happen in that match yeah. Obviously, Philadelphia has been a story for the season, but I just don't think they have the firepower that it takes once you get to this level, especially with the uh, Red Bulls to start. Mm. Yeah, I, I wonder if Philly, Philly will get through, and then they'll have to go to Atlanta, and uh, and that's uh, we all know pretty well that the Atlanta home crowd is pretty um, pretty good. Uh, they've gotten pretty lucky being able to play in. A state-of-the-art new football stadium, but you know that that aside, uh, <laughs> uh, it's a intimidating place to play. I was yeah, I remember watching that MLS Cup final last year, just thinking, holy fuck, it's just unreal. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, another another example of the MLS screw on the Timbers there with the ticket allocation. But anyway, that's old news. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah I, I I can only see it going that way too. I think Atlanta, particularly with the experience they've got, even if they've you know that now Maron's not there anymore and but they've still got such a solid squad there, you know, and, you know, who's guys like, you know, Nagby, an old, old Timber who's, yeah. you know, often a forgotten man, but he's still a quality player. and um, Just plays for winners. And, yeah. you know, I think they'll get healthy as the playoffs roll along. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I see Martinez is back because we talked about it a few weeks ago that his injury wasn't as bad as, as first thought. Um, yeah, so there's – that team at their best, I think, is is very much capable of still winning in the MLS Cup if they, you know, wanted to. Uh, right up to LAFC. Like, LAFC, I think, will take some beating, but there's, there's a lot to be said for experience as well. Um, it's experience. Oh, cans from last week. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't get any of the clean after last week's shit show of a pod that I... I subjected you to so there's just can't like I just kicked a can off the bottom shelf of the bar here um empty one so it's all good no messes but yeah <laughs> anyway uh yeah um yeah so you know Martinez is fit um you know I think I think Atlanta you're right Atlanta NYFC FC and which that is a mouthful NYC FC NYC FC yeah need a nickname or something but they've they have not. They're not a good playoff team. So that's my one worry about saying that that they will make a push for this. Um, but with the okay. way they played this season and in their tiny pitch at <laughs> Yankee Stadium, yeah. I think they just have a huge home field advantage there, knowing how to play on that kind of pitch and just. Yeah, I mean that'll be a weird place for Toronto it might be and DC year. to go, right? Like that would be hmm. significantly an advantage for. Uh, I'm just gonna say NYFC. Well, like, why why aren't we just doing that? Um, <laughs> uh, they need a nickname. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Can't they be like just call them the Blues or something? Like you know, or just call them the Citizens because they are just a subsidiary yeah. of the fucking city anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'd love, I'd love the idea of like, you know, it's not going to happen, but Red Bull's getting through somehow and just having a, a New York, a New York conference final would be pretty interesting. That'd be incredible. I don't think that's yeah. going to happen, but you know, because those fan bases hate. Each oh other. yeah, there so would be, there'd be, they need to be in very NYPD presence around the stadium there, but yeah, yeah. So that'd be fun, but I just don't see it happen with with Atlanta in the way, and even Philadelphia yeah. for. New York in the first round. I, I mean, I think that'll be a good match, but it could really go either way. And yeah, and Red I can't. Bull. And it, it's a bad punditry from my side because I can't, can't really like name of like Philadelphia players off the top of my head straight away. But I have watched a couple of their games this year and just been kind of, like, not like massively impressed, but just like you know thought they're playing some good football. So I just think, and with Red Bulls, haven't I? Just think Philadelphia from my the cup little bit I've seen have been better this year. So and anything can happen on a day because we've seen we've seen crazy results in football over the years. It's just part of the part of the sport that we love. Um and, and that's why we love it. It's cuz crazy things happen that well look, we'll we'll come back here next week and something will have happened that we wouldn't have expected. So yeah. Well, the matches aren't till <laughs> later in October, so after <laughs> it'll be yeah, quite a while. Sorry. <laughs> next week uh, <laughs> Who knows next, what we're the next week, next week. But, well, yeah, that's why I wanted to. That's why we decided to do the NBA previews next week because we we're not going to have much. Because who gives a fuck about the Might international break? Might just do a break. double NBA pod. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that, that's pretty much where I'm at with the with the MLS playoffs. I don't know. I do we both expect if we're looking at objectively, there's just LA. I, I've said it time and time again over the pod over the last few months. Um, LAFC's to lose until we until they're out, basically. Yeah. Again, not a. I, not a they hot. don't have much history to harken back to, but just the way they played this season would seem like they're definitely the team to beat. And honestly, it's really just them in Atlanta that have really impressed me this year. NYCFC has obviously put together a pretty impressive season, but just from an on-the-field perspective, it was Atlanta and LAFC who really impressed me this year. Yeah, the eye test. It's always the... Yep. Always a good way to go with that one. Um, yeah, and uh, I think uh, my last word on the potential LA El Trafico, which is just a <laughs> my favorite rivalry name that's out yeah. there. Um, yeah, Galaxy are gonna have, if Galaxy are to win that match, it's gonna have to be Zlatan's boot. Like they win that match, there'll be some storyline about Zlatan. I almost guarantee it, and and probably now that I've said that, it'll be some fucking scrub that I've never heard of. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I just can't imagine that going any other way than LAFCs unless Latan does one of those, you know, fucking just he has the ability to score goals and nothing sometimes. So yeah, that's about it. We'll just touch back on that once the playoffs actually get rolling. So yeah, yeah. looking forward to it. Ways though. away. Yeah. Still, unfortunately, I think I'm going to do a blog post later about just what a terrible time for an international break overall. But. <laughs> Yeah, well, we can roll into uh, why that might be because you you said uh, at the last international break on the Premier League front, you were really unhappy about it because you just felt Arsenal had a bit of momentum going and they, they, they're rolling all right at the moment now. Uh, you're only a point behind City. Yeah, well, that's more City's fault than Arsenal's um, doing. But yeah, I feel confident right now. I mean, Sunday wasn't the most eloquent win of all time but you know that's what it takes to be a top four team mm-hmm. so but i would be more frustrated if i was a liverpool fan with the way they're they they seem to be rolling right now and in international break 
especially with how bad everybody else is playing, you know, some of these teams could rally around. I think you guys have United coming out of the break. So that could be a time for that United could kind of rally around something since they're pretty much in the relegation zone right now. Yeah, look, I'm I'm not too worried about uh, United to be honest. Uh, look, uh, there probably will be a tough. Well, it will be a tough game because they're, they're the kind of game that a team gets up for. Um, I wasn't too worried about the international break coming. I think there's like there's, um, Mo Salah got a little ankle knock because the Ch- Chowdhury decided he'd try to hack him. Um, you know, he, he's he's apparently a slight doubt for the United match because of that. So the break is giving him every chance at least to have two weeks off, uh, which is good. Um, a few other players that have just had little knocks here and there. I think, uh, you know, Allison is still to come back. So hopefully maybe at the inter- international break, we hear that he's ready to go. Uh, so, um, while, and Liverpool, while dominating that Leicester match, had to scrape through because... Because they gave up Leicester's one shot on goal in the 80th minute just went in. Yeah. So uh, and then we had to get a penalty in the 95th minute to to get the results. So you know I'm not you know international breaks are just a part of football now and I'm I do get annoyed when they come because I'm just like but at the same time I'm probably going to enjoy a weekend off from the stress because um, it's already building. Some of them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you know just seeing the way Liverpool have had a few little knocks here and there it's probably. Good time to get a couple of weeks off and um, just to refresh a little bit because it was a rough schedule the last couple of weeks with the Champions League and whatever coming as well. So, but you know they're eight no, eight no and oh. Yeah. And uh, you know open up an eight point lead on the on the league. Um, the the Liverpool have got the league in the bag. Fucking comments are pissing me off because <laughs> oh, it seems like it, though. No, but it's it's only because people look at the table and go, oh, they're eight points ahead now, but they don't. You've got to look at the season as a whole and just think, like, City have dropped their results early. They did the same thing last year and then they went on, like, a fucking 15 or 16 match winning run to end the season. So they've got that in them still. I think there's a few more cracks showing just, but that's more just their injuries. If they get everyone back fit for the second half of the season, they may may be invincible again. So, and Liverpool will have a couple of points dropped here and there. It's just inevitable. I don't, they're not going 38 0 0 for the season. Yeah. I mean, maybe. It's not the reverse jinx isn't happening. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're just playing so much better than everybody else in the league. I, and the league yeah. just seems not. Uh, it seems like a watered down league this year because, I mean, like you guys are eight points clear already off of a city team that should be a lot better. And then the race for the final two spots of the top four, it seems like everybody's tripping over each other to fall down the ranks rather than move up the table so i mean this could be a historic year for liverpool yeah i'm hoping so and like it's a good start like i'm not denying that i just i look at the league as like there's still 30 games to go and there's and eight points with 30 games to go isn't isn't any 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 kind of lead to me so while you know every point gained on everyone else at the moment is valuable because it gives you that much more breathing space and if you keep winning and teams keep dropping points it just keeps building but you know I would start getting more comfortable once it's in the double digits, I guess. You know, eight points can... You know, we were eight points ahead later in the season last year and it fell away very quickly just with results. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah. It just seems like there isn't enough talent in the league right now to allow City to catch up to you. You know, because they only play you guys twice and that's... Six yeah, but if, right if, there, but, but if they, if they get six points out of that, 
all things being equal otherwise. And That's a big some, if. They're only two. Yeah, well, they got they got uh, four points off us last year. Um, yeah. And that's what decided the title. So it could be a dis- title deciding um, again this year. So uh, Liverpool either need to not at least let them win either of them and uh, and maybe get one a win from one of them and a draw from the other. Like, you know, flip the reverse, the reverse the results from last year a little bit. And and that's probably where the title can be won there. I'll, I'll feel a lot more comfortable after I think we play them in a few weeks. Um, if we at least get a point there or more, um, that'll be probably... I'll feel a little bit more comfortable because then we'll only have to look forward to them once more this season. But again, long way to go. Uh, certainly enjoying Liverpool's football and the fact they've backed up the Champions League final win with coming into the season and just playing brilliant football again. Um, the Champions League form has been fun. Um, that that three three zero to three three then four three win last yeah. week that was something. But we'll talk about Champions League results in a bit. But yeah. You know, their their defense isn't quite. They're showing a few cracks this year, but they're getting the results. And um, certainly, City. Like I mean, that game against Wolverhampton. Uh, you know, they dominated it for long periods, but the Wolves had a few breaks in the first half that really, really should have scored from. So City had had the few jabs that they you know blocked off. If you you know they it held up you know on the ropes there a little bit um, to do some really bad boxing analogies, but. Um, you know, <laughs> they the punches were there. You know, the Wolves threw a few punches that didn't quite land at the start of the game, and City should have seen what was going to come later in the game if they didn't. But maybe that's the def- defensive injuries they've got at the moment that are just those those breaks were wide open and and Dama Traore. No, it's not it's not news to anyone that he's quick and he was able to break and score two great goals. So. I just think City's so focused on the Champions League that and. They've won the league so much recently that they're, it's just whatever. They're kind of almost, I mean, obviously they're trying, but it's just their intentions lie elsewhere this season, I think. Yeah. Although I think Pep's still getting a little bit, a little bit shirty that it's, it's, I think he wants to dominate everything and he doesn't like the fact that Klopp, the, the <laughs> I mean, you see yeah. that the, the Bleacher Report Champions cartoon is like Klopp's just always smiling and everyone yeah. else is like, stop being so happy, you know? I think I think <laughs> yeah. Pep Pep doesn't like the fact that Klopp seems to be more likable than him, and yep. pe- and people you know Pep after Liverpool won the Champions League last year in the fashion they did, but to come back against Barcelona and everything, Pep started talking about how oh, you know our, our our treble is still more impressive. It's like if you need to say that, then it means that it's something's getting to you as well. So I think Pep, while they are focused on the Champions League and they certainly want to win that probably more than they want to win the Champions League, if they had to choose. He does still will find it a personal attack if Liverpool do get the title and all the news will be about them. If City win the Champions League and Liverpool win the title in the same year, Liverpool winning the title will be, will be bigger news around the world because it's just a bigger fan base and that will get under Pep, Pep's skin in even more. So, yeah, I think he'll still be wanting to stop Liverpool winning the title because he knows that would be a big story in a year that if they potentially win the Champions League, which isn't a guarantee by any means either so not at all so yeah i i mean interested to see how it goes um it kind of reminds me of the nfl season there's just like a couple good team well in this case since there's less teams in the league it's just liverpool who's the big story and then there's a few rabble rousers below them that i mean i don't think arsenal's a threat to for the league even though they're just nine points back right now but so there's just not a lot to talk about in the premiership. Like, it's just not 
I mean, other than maybe just the struggles of Spurs and United, I guess. Moving no, I, was, I was waiting. I was waiting for it. Like Spurs lost three 0 to fucking Brighton on the weekend. I'm surprised it's taken right. this, taking you this long to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> is well, it I'm becoming be... so? Is it becoming so normal that the Spurs are being Spursy the last few weeks that it's just not even exciting anymore? It's just not even. It's not even that. It's just kind of like I feel like it has to come to an end at some point, but. Yeah. I did like a whole thing in class uh, last week about it that it might be time to re for them. It might be time to rethink their core of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Their um, Loris is out now too, so which is not good for them. Yeah. Is that until the new year? I think I read. Um, I she's like dislocated his elbow. I think so. However long that, that takes, looked fucking gnarly too. Like he's he was. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, trying to make light of it he was screaming and no. going off the pitch which yeah. you never like to see that's an extremely painful uh, injury yeah does that but, does that like and i hate to do this that came from him completely fucking up catching a cross <laughs> or a shot i can't remember but it, no but it was I haven't he seen it. he he jumps i just saw the picture he jumps at the ball and then he's like falling back into the goal so he pushes the he actually pushes it back out and then falls and then falls back into the net and falls on his arm it's really gruesome to watch but it came from him kind of just completely fucking misjudging the ball and so the, the yeah. goal the goal is scored on that play because then he pushes it back out and then the guy the striker comes in the heads it past him it's still a freak injury though even if he missed no not the it. injury but i mean it's no, just it just compounds his yeah uh, i mean it's uh, just kind of spursy yeah. like <laughs> yeah the spurs struggles were all all in that gruesome i'm not trying to say it's the like a microcosm of yeah the exactly yeah. but it's just Ericsson's getting older and he doesn't seem that interested in playing for them. Um, yeah, moving he'd, forward he'd, he'd be and, playing brilliant football if he was at Real Madrid because he'd be happy. It, <laughs> and um, Harry Kane just kind of disappointing all around. Um, just as a person for, in general. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I just think it's time for them to maybe invest in the future. Rather yeah. than playing to the team, it's pretty bad when Deadspin's writing an article about you saying the golden age of Tottenham's over, and the golden age of Tottenham was maybe a season and a half of football, so maybe two years, I guess. Yeah, and then and when you golden age, they're saying the golden age is over. Then they're saying the peak of their golden age was really, you know, coming back from three two nil down against Ajax and then making the final that you lost in yeah, you know, in, in that would be the peak. Yeah, in a pretty boring final as well. So, um, from an objective point of view, um, yeah. So, and and you know, we're not shitting on Spurs. Like, it's just a fun thing to be shit on Spurs because they just do they do this every year. Like the year that they they were meant to, that year that Leicester won the title, Spurs were chasing him down, and Harry Kane posts that lion hunting picture, and and then you know, and then you know, the season ends with Jamie Vardy posting the Lion King's dropping. Mufasa picture because they Spurs de- Spurs at the end of that season, which I think Arsenal ended up somehow finishing. Arsenal up. ended up ahead of them. Yeah, yeah which the never sh- never should have happened. <laughs> Spurs just completely tripped up trying to yeah. chase down. They Leicester. lost to Newcastle on the last day, and I think Newcastle was already relegated or yeah. something like that. I, yeah, very likely. And they lost yeah. like five one to Newcastle. I think. Like, yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. So it's it's it. it's not like it's just shitting on Spurs for the sake of it. It's because they keep doing this. It's like their history is filled with these moments where. You know, last year, the Champions League final, like, you know, they came up against a legitimate great Liverpool side, so that's nothing against them. But then when you make the Champions League final, have the run you have, 
and you go into the off season, you've got a new stadium. Um, and that could be part of it too, whether they've had the same problem that Arsenal had the ten year dec- decade after Arsenal both in their stadium, the money would just dried up a little bit in, as far as the money dried up at the same time as it, uh, transfer fees just exploded across the world. Um, you know, Liverpool bought Fernando Torres for twenty four million in two thousand and seven. Imagine buying a striker of Fernando Torres's capabilities then now you're looking at seventy five hundred million. So at least. Yeah, I remember the fifty million number being like, "Whoa, fifty million!" Yeah, like uh, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, Andy Carroll was Liverpool's record buy once at thirty-five million. Now that looks like oh yeah, god, that was still yeah. terrible business then, and it is now. But um, yeah, it's just the the transfer fees have exploded time and time again over the last decade, and and whether Spurs are going to struggle with that, depending on how the the stadium finance has gone, um, and how much they've got left in the tank. Obviously, that stadium is. Apparently, pretty state of the art and looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great. That was a great tweet during over the, over the weekend, um, when the, you know they posted the video of transforming the Spurs Stadium for the NFL game, and they were like, "Oh God, they've moved on from losing to Brighton so quick. They're now an NFL team or something like that." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, look, who knows what what's going to get? But it's pretty clear that a pretty big squad overhaul is needed and. That costs a lot of money. Um, probably going to have a new manager in there for that because I don't think Pochettino's... Yeah. Pochettino's when does he not go? Soon, I think. Um, where to? during the international break. Oh. I saw a rumor that Mourinho could go to Tottenham. That would be... Oh, I'm all for that shit. Good God. <laughs> such a tire fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe the internet. I, I, I keep. I'm not, not sure I expected it this soon. Oh, look, Shay's reconnecting on the on the thing. I think we'll be right back. Alrighty, here's about the time that FaceTime decided to just completely fail on us. Uh, yeah, uh, just a quick little soundbite here to say that it took us like it took like twenty minutes, I think, for us to get back online here. Like you know, it's obviously just a short break here because of editing, but. Uh, yeah, we're like screwing around trying to like FaceTime just kept on being cool, failed, cool, failed, even though we were trying to call each other. And then we just were like, oh, well, let's try Skype. Even though Skype's connection is not as good, it's not as clear, so it might sound a bit different after this. Um, I just find FaceTime seems to have a better connection for pod purposes. It's coming through clearer. Uh, but anyway, we find the burn. We had to work out what our Skype signings were because I hadn't used it in bloody ages since we decided to just use FaceTime for the pod. So, yeah, good little fun fun off-air moment as we were just texting back and forth, like, is this going to work? What are we doing here? Let's do Skype. We both need to work out our passwords. I think we both ended up doing password resets and all that shit to get back on. So, you know, it's dedication from both of us. But anyway, let's get back to it. All righty, we're back. We had a little bit of an interruption because of, um, yeah, technology on both sides of the planet failing, but, yeah, Wi-Fi yeah. and all that stuff going on, but we're now connected through Skype instead of FaceTime because FaceTime decided it was going to shit itself as well. So we don't know what's going on, but we found a way to be back to just finish finish out the pod because it would just be really weird just to, yeah. just to end it that way. But um, so we just finished shitting on Spurs. We figured we'll leave that for now. But um, I guess the other <laughs> the other like two big ones from the weekend. I mean, you know, you got uh, Chelsea are going okay. I think at the moment, um, considering we were we were wondering about where they'd be at, but. They're scoring plenty of goals, which is good for them. They, you know, they're letting a few through too, but scoring goals, um, <laughs> yeah. and they, you know, they're right up in the top four, about like top four discussion as well. 
Uh, Manchester United are the ones that are really fun to talk about at the moment because Jesus Christ, that is just falling apart every week, just getting worse and worse. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. I don't know what the issue is, but they're just um, watching that match. This week was just pathetic. They were just weren't even close. It didn't seem like. Yeah, and uh, I think the the particular issue there is just that. I mean, it's Newcastle, you know. Um, you know, Alex Ferguson would have walked in back in the day and said, you know, he he had that famous moment where he just walked in and his team speech was, yeah. it's Tottenham, lads. Like, um, yeah, yeah. Not to bring Tottenham back into it, but that's the team that was referenced. So, um, yeah, it's no, just it's, that in class. Well, yeah. lads, it's Tottenham. <laughs> uh, but lads, it was Newcastle and you couldn't do it. So, and it's just that we've we've talked at length about this over and over again. It's I think at length we all know it's. It's going to come to an end for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer soon, I think, now. Um, there's been a lot of talk about whether it could happen after the Liverpool match, depending on how that goes, which would be somewhat poetic since it was the Liverpool match last year at a similar time of year that ended Mourinho's time as well, which would just be super weird if it turned out that way again. There was a tweet out in the Twitter sphere today where it was um, it was a, a quote saying, uh, Liverpool could not be uh, Solskjaer's last match, and it was just um, it just had the gif of like a, turtle from one of those cartoon movies kind of just waking up and it had Shakiri under it yeah. like as Shakiri famously scored those two goals that won that match so yeah yeah I don't I, I I can only assume that it's going to be a coming to an end for Solskjaer very soon because you just uh, it was oh, there was some well Peter Schmeichel came out and it was famous famously very good Manchester United goalkeeper back in the day and father of Casper Schmeichel obviously but he came out and said, "Oh, you know, Sir, Sir Alex Ferguson took this much longer to do, you know get Man United into position." And to a certain extent, I understand where he's coming from. But we're talking different eras now. That was a time when you had time to build teams because it was just football was different then. You weren't there wasn't big there was money being spent. Obviously, it's always been you know football's just progressed that way. But um, yeah, time was there, and he was a manager that came in with a little bit, little bit more clout than because he had had a successful period at Aberdeen. Like he did have a bit more managerial experience in Solskjaer and um, with the way football is now I just can't imagine him getting that time especially with just how horrible the football's been since he ironically since he took over as actual full-time manager rather than being a caretaker his record as caretaker was really good Um, but since he took over as full-time manager I think the stat is that Liverpool's wins in a row of 17 matches their points output of 17 which just um it's pretty pretty horrible when you think about it in that way, in that sense. It's it's really bad when you have Harry Maguire, big signing for them, tweeting out after a nil-nil draw in a Europa League group stage to a team I've never heard of. A hey, great point today, lads, and blah, 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 blah. It's just not the United that you expect to have. And so in the league, and I think the league is better when United is good. It's, they're just kind of like one of those teams, like the MLB is better when the Yankees are good and college football is better when Notre Dame is good. Um, just, it's just kind of one of those things because they are, a blue but they're in the relegation zone right now. And people are having actual conversations about, could they be relegated? And with a team that has so many extremely talented players who are making boatloads of money, I just can't, I don't understand what's wrong there. I don't think it's a managerial thing. I just think it's just a culture thing. Even. Yeah, well, I think it's a managerial thing in that sense that the culture's not, he's not strong enough to enforce. It's not like you want to enforce a culture, but you want to cultivate a culture. And I don't think he has 
the experience and the nows to be able to work out how to cultivate a culture. You know, um, uh, guys like Klopp, even Pochettino at Tottenham, uh, regardless, you know, that's not going well at the moment, but he is a manager that's been able to do that. Um, ice coffee chug. Um, and then you know, managers that just have that, that I, Oli doesn't seem to have the confidence. He looks really lost at the moment. And I think that in that translates to the players. They like they see him looking a bit lost, and then they don't know. There's no trust there in the manager, and maybe his he doesn't know exactly what he's got in his players too, because he's got the guys like Paul Hogba, who's been pretty abject at United even before uh, Ollie. So that's not completely Ollie's fault there. But you know they 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 need to get a manager in who's either going to make the most of Paul Pogba or they need to sell Paul Pogba. It's not you can't just keep going along like this because it's um, they're going to lose money on him already. I would think, although they'll still. They're still demanding um, more than what they bought him for, but I, I just can't see that ending well. Uh, you've got guys like Rashford and Lingard and those young ones coming through that have kind of stagnated a little bit after really bursting onto the scene. And yeah, it just I think I think the managerial change is unfortunately what's going to, regardless of whether it's totally his fault, he's certainly um, part of it. And I don't think he's got the experience. He's got to be the fault. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think and I think it's fair enough too because I don't think he has the experience. And the wherewithal to really, I mean, unless you're going to give him five, six years to grow into the job. And then if they have another couple of years like this, ownership isn't going to stand for it. And that's modern football. Unfortunately, you've got to come in and and make your mark pretty quickly. At least show that you've got it. Like, you know, Klopp's first year and a half at Liverpool, they they didn't make the top four until the end of the second year. But you could see the Mm. progress there and you could see a plan and... Results were slowly improving, whereas they were regressing at the moment. United, so I mean, the start of the year with a four-nil win against Chelsea, which wasn't completely reflective of the yeah. game, but you know, it's <laughs> when you look at that result and what they've been doing. You know, they've only got one win in the last five. It's you just can't you can't continue like that. Yeah, and it's just, it's it doesn't seem to be a managerial problem with Pogba. You just can't he can't succeed under anybody. It doesn't seem like it's it's just not a good fit for him there. Yeah, I don't know unless it's the champs in France for a month. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I just honestly don't know. I mean, that's a perplexing just issue. I know him and Mourinho didn't get along, but I don't know what's going. He just it just didn't fit, and I think. It's time for him to move on from there, and maybe they can do something with the money that they get from him. But uh, right now, it's just sixes and sevens. Yeah, love throwing in a good sixes and sevens on the pod. Um, yeah, look, we'll see where we go. Like the after the international break, obviously Liverpool United, which is one of the big fixtures on the calendar in any year. It doesn't matter where the teams are. Mm-hmm. We'll find out a lot in that game, both about Liverpool and United, um, and what you know, you know, it's a big chance for United to, um, you know, either back the manager as, as the players in the field, or, or to let the manager know that they're not they're not really there for him anymore, and then Liverpool get a comfortable win, and I'll be happy, and uh, mm-hmm. and then Ollie will be gone probably after that game if that goes goes terribly for them. So, yeah, if it's three or three one or something like that at Old Trad, it's just over. Yeah. So. Um, we we were half Champions League match day two was halfway through when we we potted last week. I don't remember talking about any of it, so uh, um we talked about Tottenham. Oh uh, no, I know, I know we did, but I just don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, oh right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was Our most not gone off without a hitch lately. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, the big results from last week. There was um, the Real Madrid are still struggling. Um, that's an interesting uh, one yeah. there. Uh, I think they'll get through still because just by virtue of the fact PSG are the only team that's actually separated themselves at the top. You get Club Bruges on two points and then Galatasaray and Real Madrid on one. So, yeah. That result, they were lucky to get a point out of that, though. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. It, was it was really cool seeing Club Bruges go in there. And unfortunately, it would have been cool to see them get the result. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, what, they went up 2 0, right? And they yeah. probably should have. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was the big takeaway from the day when we were potting. Um, obviously, I can't. It was so long ago now. I mean, Barcelona beating Inter Milan was probably the best match of the day. Yeah, um, pretty yeah. excited. Uh, and then, obviously, Liverpool <laughs> blowing yeah. a three-goal lead and still finding a way to win. Uh, pretty pretty impressive. That's what champion teams do. I don't know what happened. I know the big big Norwegian teenager scored against you guys, right? Yeah, yeah, he came on in the second half because I guess he was in under an injury cloud coming in, and then he came in and scored. He scored the equalizing goal, I think, and uh, yeah, I watched. I watched the replay and an incredibly gin hungover, like crowd, yeah. <laughs> crowd that morning, and I was kind of half asleep. Even was watching the replay, trying to, um, and then I watched the like highlights package later on, just so I could get a handle on Liverpool's goals. Um, Liverpool, you know, that happens in Champions League. You get, like I was disappointed that we gave up a three goal lead, but we were also good enough to get out to a three goal lead, and then when we needed to, got get the goal to win the game again. So. I'm just gonna look at it as Champions League. You just want to get out of the group, and then you and then you focus yeah. on your your two legged ties. So, uh, you know, second in the group after two two match days on three points. Um, you know, Red Bull are actually they've shown some clout. You know, they've got the big win against Genk, and then and then Napoli and Genk played out of. Uh, <laughs> I hope that's how you pronounce it. Um, yeah. I've, uh... <laughs> And, that, and and the, and they held Napoli to a one-all draw. Uh, it, was, it was a nil-nil. One-all, I can't remember. Nil-nil. Nil-nil, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, Napoli are only a point ahead where they could have really... They, I, I was expect, half expecting them to open up a, you know, another win and get, yeah. get a real good Absolutely. lead on the group. So it's tightened right back up there, you know. It's only three points between top and fourth. So, yeah. Bit of a grouper. Uh, you know, I wasn't expecting it to be... A, a group of death and I don't think it will be but it's, it's certainly Red Bull have shown that they've got some you know they could go they could get some results off Napoli and I wouldn't be I'm not going to be banking the, any banking points but when we go there like it'll be a tough game there too so yeah it could be a group of death by the end time we ended up looking at it and you know if Liverpool don't get the right results you know they could very easily drop into Europa and in worst case scenario if it does keep being tight this way yeah I hope that doesn't happen <laughs> Yeah, I guess you got your 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 your, um, your team down there. So, uh, and then you got uh, the other one that's interesting to me that I'm just enjoying keeping on eye on is Group H with um, Ajax, Valencia, Chelsea, and Lille. Yeah. Um, Chelsea got a big result. Yeah, and the, but yeah, and then but Ajax are far and away at top, and um, Valencia are there right there with the same amount of points as Chelsea. So that one that one's like an interesting group to me, just from an outside point of view. It's just you know Ajax are in the driver's seat to finish top. And then uh, who knows how far they deep they'll go. But it's just good for like the Dutch league really hadn't had much representation in group, uh, knockout stages in particular in Champions League for a while. And all going well, Ajax are going to finish top of the group and get, um, they might be that kind of team that's going to 
end up getting like the second place team that'll be pretty good. Like they might get a Dortmund or a Barcelona, depending yeah. on how that group goes. Who knows? So it may not be a very good draw, even if they finish top, but um, there's good representation coming from them. And then, you know, Chelsea are in a battle to get through to the group stage, uh, knockout stages, sorry. And it's just cool to see Ajax sustain success after losing, you know, the amount of talent that he did last year. A lot of people, I mean, they had to play their way, way into just the group stage this year, um, which so is weird to me. Um, but it's just cool to see them continuing on and that last season wasn't kind of a fluke like it was with Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because, I mean, we're, we're, we we did shit on Spurs a fair bit last week uh, as far as their Champions League loss to Munich went. Um, last year, they were in a similar position where they, they were written off to, from getting out of the group stages after two or three yeah. match days. Uh, the group still is very much open for Spurs to get through um, as far as bad as they've been to start with. Um, yeah, well, the, the Olympic Arcos, they still got a point, even though they dropped the 2 0 lead. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm looking at the points and thinking Spurs probably, oh, they might get out of it still. Belgrade is a tough oh. place to go and get points. So that, that'll be a big one for them. Um, but yeah, it's certainly still there for them. But yeah, it was just such a, that Bayern Munich result was just so terrible. It's just, yeah. well, if it comes down to goal differential. <laughs> it's not going to be gonna, It's not going to look good because they've got the worst goal differential by far. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not too, you know, Man City are cruising in their group um, as expected. Uh, that's, that's not that's not news. What am I what am I bringing that up for? Um, you know, Dortmund Barcelona got tied on points. It was there wasn't too many other big story story points from it. I just wanted to touch on a few really because it, it is uh, the, the the Real Madrid one is interesting to me since Ronaldo left has been an interesting continuing story as to just how their how their uh, what their personality is in that team. You know who who is they, they kind of they seem to be waiting for someone to take over. Um, there was a great tweet that I I retweeted. I don't know if you've seen it, it was while you were sleeping. Um, it was a. Someone wrote um, the story of Eden Hazard's career in the Champions League, a thread. But then there was no yeah. other tweets after it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, that's the big story really for Real Madrid is that they're probably waiting for Eden Hazard to really take over. And, and you know, he's never going to be Ronaldo, but he's certainly a talented player that at his best can, has, has, does have that light, that, that special something that he can make plays out of nothing and has great footwork and all those things. You know, Ronaldo is a special talent, Messi are separate to that, but Hazard can be close to that at his best, but he needs to show it because he hasn't quite shown it for them yet in the in the Champions League, and that's what they're expecting from that that purchase. And it ch- takes a while to get used to it. You would hope that he's okay by now, but um, he's not, unfortunately, for them. But mm-hmm. uh, I think they'll be okay in the long run. But uh, yeah, right now it's just not a it's not pretty on the field. Yeah. Um. Yeah, not too much to talk about. Uh, else, um, Arsenal, how how are they going in Europa? Feeling good? Dominating. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> they killed whoever we played the other day. Um, BR Live really fucked up <laughs> and like like couldn't show the first twenty minutes. Like it was just saying that the event hadn't started yet, or it was just black with the circle going. And Arsenal scored three goals in the first twenty minutes against whoever they were playing. But, oh, so, hell. I'm so ready to be back in the Champions League. I know it's be our lives still, but I think they do a better job with Champions League than they do 
with Europa, but um, and it wasn't just me. It was it was everywhere in the country with yeah. VR lives. I saw. Pretty uh, I follow the New Haven Gooners just because of like your uh, yep. connection with them, and they they do have some interesting the content on their Twitter. It's fun to fun to watch. Um, and yeah, I saw that they were posting. They had the same issue down there. And uh, what what's the little town there that you watch it in? New Haven. New Haven, of course, because it's in the fucking name. <laughs> It is, yeah. It's almost, it's almost, it's almost four a.m. here. Um, for some reason, oh no, because you're in Wall- Wallingford or something like that, isn't Walling- it? Wallington. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I was. I was getting confused with where you are. I don't anyway. think they know what soccer is up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, that's a, as as we said, as I texted to you while we were trying to figure out how to get back online to finish off this pod. Um, yeah, technology is good until it isn't, and that's yeah, the yep. st- streaming services and stuff like you know. We had a big issue with um, the company that got the result, uh, the rights to show the World Cup here last year. It was a streaming. It's the same company that I have my Premier League rights through, but they just didn't have the capacity to deal with everyone watching the World Cup at once, and matches just didn't get like they just froze, and the entire nation of Australia was just yeah. VR live, too many people like just wanting to watch it because it was a Thursday afternoon. So I don't know. It's frustrating though. Um, I don't like that Turner has. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah. the contract and their studio show like i like all the people involved with it but it's just not that good and i don't it's just frustrating overall that fox doesn't have it even as much as we used to shit on fox all the time <laughs> like all the time but well, at least it's <laughs> having traditional satellite channels of tv and so like streaming is going to be the way of the future i think with just how it's going and i and i, and I love like all of my sports that i have here at home are through streaming on the internet like i don't have any you know satellite um, free-to-air tv whatever traditional yeah. forms it's all streaming but yeah when it doesn't work it's really frustrating like luckily i have my i watch on my phone at worst like if it's an internet issue i can watch on my phone through but it, you know if, if it's the web if it's the actual server itself um you have no choice but to just deal with them not being able to deal with capacity so i think that's going to be something that's just over the next few years companies will iron out as they get re- they realize it but more and more people are you know cable cutting and whatever but yeah mm. It's a pain in the ass when it doesn't work because you just. I have this thing, and Andrea gets really annoyed at me. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate it when technology doesn't work the way it should. It oh, frustrates yeah. me. I sit there and just, I'll swear and I'll grumble and I'll just be grumpy for an hour if something hasn't worked right. And she's like, "Why?" I'm just like, "Because I pay for it to work." Like it's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just, and especially if it's live, particularly with live sports. I've I've come home from work like after a twelve hour day. And I just want to watch like um, you, yeah. often it's F1 qualifying or something at the end of the day, and then the streaming service uh, and it's a, it's Fox Sports as well over here. Um, my yeah. streaming won't it just the app won't work and it'll be like connection problem connection problem, and I go on that they have a Twitter for their help, mm-hmm. and they'll be getting just inundated with questions like why isn't this working? They send the same tweet reply out to them. Yeah, I just yeah. remember I just remember sending a tweet once saying. I fucking worked a twelve-hour fucking day. I want to just want to come home and watch some fucking sports. And just yeah. when I turn on the TV, five minutes after your fucking service goes down, what am I paying for? And I like I felt bad because I'm like I I work in customer service, but I'm just sending out. I was more I was just sending out a frustrated tweet. I actually wasn't really caring because yeah. I could see everyone else was having the same problem. But I was just so angry that after a twelve-hour workday, you just wanted to work. You just wanted yeah. all I want needed was half an hour of sports, and then I was just going to go to sleep because mm-hmm. I was going to zen out watch some, some sports space <laughs> yeah. out and yeah 
it's like <laughs> as we were talking about in the other pod you have your ways of dealing with mental health things which sometimes it's just you need to zen out a little bit at the end of oh, the yeah. tough work day and sometimes some people smoke some weed sometimes you just want to watch half an hour of sports and when things yeah. don't work i just get so fucking frustrated and it's like i have to then i have to find something else to and then like and then i might go and play fifa instead and then i lose to some punk online and then i get yeah. even more angry it's just yeah. a <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, and like VR Live, it's like you have to pay like pay for the stream, so it's like three bucks every time, and that's fine. It's not a lot or anything, but you pay for it, and you just expect it to work. Like, I, and it just sucks that Arsenal's fall into Europa League just happen happens to be when you know Fox lost the contract, and so they're not sh- nobody's showing any Europa League matches except except these Spanish channels, and you have to like hope that that's what's actually on it. Yeah, and then still frustrating. Yeah, so. Hopefully that changes at some point, but yeah, it'll come with time. But yeah, it's going to be a lot of yeah, and like just with the internet and everything like that. I mean, we guess we had you know TV signals were cut out and stuff, but it just TV always seemed a bit more consistent. And I guess streaming streaming will get that way as internet technology improves. Every like it's always going to be improving, I assume. Um, but yeah, it's frustrating. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what's more frustrating, that or losing to 12-year-old punks on FIFA, which has happening to me a lot. I don't know how your FIFA career is going, but... I don't, I don't like either. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been able to win too much on FIFA. I'm still getting... I haven't had too much of a chance to play it yet, but not winning too much in the online. I'm nice. 32 and 32. So, <laughs> <laughs> so right, right at 500. <laughs> yeah i'm having the usual thing where i'm just i can't i can't i'm getting a lot of good chances and i just can't score um yeah i just i fumble it a little bit and when i'm playing against the computer i don't do it i don't know why it happens this is just always feels like a bit more pressure because you'd know the un the uncertainty of what the the real player on the other side is going to do i don't yeah. know whereas you, you you do subconsciously know kind of what the ai does at this point after playing years and years of fifa so i guess oh, yeah. that's it but i don't know um, I just get sick of playing against a Bamiyang and having like he's just a shot power. Is, yeah, a lot of people playing yeah, as a lot more people playing as Arsenal this year, so that's a credit to you guys. Yeah, now that yeah, now that we're on the move up, I've yeah. noticed that against Arsenal a lot. They still have us playing. Yeah, it's just this whole thing. I just can't play defense. Yeah, <laughs> I just have to have more people. I had a Liverpool versus. I played as Liverpool and had the other guy playing as England, and he. He clearly had worked out Raheem Sterling and was just like getting the ball down the channel, like left channel to Raheem every time and just running at me. Yeah. And he scored two, two or three with just Raheem. And that was actually all he scored with. Just you have those guys that just work out how to use one player and just. Yeah. Ronaldo, Ronaldo or Messi. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Anyway, that's about, that's about it. I'm getting frustrated talking about FIFA again because I, yeah. I just lose a lot and I'm just not happy about yeah. it. So. I gotta figure that shit out for myself, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that one that about wraps it up. I, I said we, I was gonna try and keep both of our pods under an hour. The other one went a bit over, uh, but this one's just coming in just a few minutes under an hour, so I feel pretty good about that, considering the interruptions we've had in all that. With technical difficulties. Yeah, it's been <laughs> yeah. One, it's been a hell of a morning for that. So, but yeah. yeah. Uh, until next time, I don't have any beers, but you know, it's a, it's a rare occasion actually for me. Yeah. No beers on pod, I, like. I learned my lessons last week. Um, yeah, I'm excited for when I can actually drink drink beers on a pod again. But until then, it's it's carafe. Yeah, and I just got iced coffees. 
yeah, next week will be NBA. I'm really That's looking forward cool. to the NBA previews next week. So it's going to be good fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Until next time, stay sports, Yee! Yeah.